like, I think you would be better off doing serving your time, attempting to use your intellect as a and, and your experience as a seven-year-old black man to to work to dismantle the white supremacist structure that you and your generation left in place for our generation Woo! to defend Come and on. defend ourselves from. supremacy if this is your first time or you are a regular viewer welcome back how are you doing my name is Jasiri x i am co-founder and ceo of one hood media and to my immediate right it's a miracle i feel like we should make us a, a whole track list with that being the intro and then it could be all songs about me uh, that y'all could do for your Friday hoodlums, <laughs> inspired by miracle. Now, uh, ode to miracle. Now, now the the big question though, miracle. I will not be on the album. No, the mm. big question is. I'm gonna start my own. How are you feeling? Yeah. Today, because you know your your favorite candidates, your favorite GOP candidates. I, I feel like we could ease into it. Like, Tim, dang, Tim Scott is engaged to be married now. Is that? I mean, we don't like to talk about Kanye, but Kanye was right. Was he right about about Tim Scott? What he said? Oh, when, when oh, he when get, he get on? on? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Congratulations! When he, when to he that get on man. thirty years later, he'll finally <laughs> when when he sees that he has to clear up all these rumors about himself, he'll finally get a woman, and maybe he'll be Trump's vice president. We'll see. Unfortunately. Trouble's not here today. You know, may he rest up, get better, you know, all that other good stuff. I thought he was about to say something else. <laughs> Me too. I was, I was like, like, he's oh, not wow. gone. Yeah, he's not. Rest up, man. Yeah. May he rest. <laughs> rest uh, up. Trouble's still, yeah, he's just not here physically with us today. But shout out to Trouble, you know what I'm saying? We're going to miss your energy as always. And my brother. Sad, angry, intermittently depressed. Saeed. <laughs> <laughs> Sad, angry, intermittently depressed. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, Farouk, there is, thankfully, you're sitting across from a miracle, a blessing. One of the premier advocates for black men in mental health. Miracle. (laughs) Brunch with a black man founder. You know what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. So you work through your depression. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna help you. We're gonna help you. And you know, speaking of your maintenance line. Speaking of probably somebody else. Mm Mm-hmm. That's sad, angry, and intermittently depressed, you know. That our, we, can we get swag? I think that should be a shirt. A Saeed shirt? That sad, one. angry, intermittently That's the one depressed. that resonated with you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Not supreme, asiatic, intelligently divine. I don't know what that means. <laughs> you felt like that didn't describe him. <laughs> that wasn't accurate. I wouldn't wear that as a shirt. As a, can you see it? <laughs> that would be dope. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, and the little, little sun looking down, sad, sad intermittently angry, depressed. intermediately, oh, intermittently yeah, yeah. depressed. Intermittently yeah, depressed. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, again, one person who probably is very, very depressed. Uh-huh. You know, our... I don't want to call him friend, but, you know, probably maybe the worst campaign runner that we've seen in a very long time. Not man like Pudding Fingers. Ron DeSanctimonious. Pudding Fingers. Turned into Ron, they suspended his campaign. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ron, it's a wrap. Ron disqualified. <laughs> Ron disqualified. Ron disgraced. <laughs> oh. Ron disengaged. And 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 again, like so many other before him, Ron DeSantis, even after a, a year-long beating that he took from Trump, being called pit-putting fingers, being called the sanctimonious, Trump taking shots at his wife as well. He t- he he took a knee. Turned around. Oh yes, he hey, took he, he took two knees. Took two knees. <laughs> 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 oh. Immediately turned around and endorsed Donald Trump. Uh, Turning around to endorse Trump is crazy. (laughs) Turning around on both knees. (laughs) But, I mean, I think that's what we're seeing, right? children watching. He thought, you know, they said, you know, he went from Donald Trump without the baggage to Ted Cruz without the charisma. Ooh, That's what they were talked about. And so any, I guess, do you all have any... 
any response to, you know, Don, you know, he remember he started off with all this money. Yeah. You know, all this momentum. We, and then it, it looked it just it looked good for him. It, initially, like we yes. honestly thought yeah. toward the middle of 2023. Yes. DeSantis had this race to lose. Well, right. Like that he was the only like like if anybody was gonna be president if Trump went to jail. Right, it was gonna be DeSantis. Right. That he it was, was passing legislature, he yes. was making actionable changes in the wrong way. But still putting things in practice. Yeah, right. He was suing Disney. Right. He was banning books. He was all he he became like a right wing media darling right. for like seven minutes. True. He 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 like he like was tr- like turned Florida into like a white supremacist utopia. Nazi, but, Nazi Germany with right, palm trees. Right. But then you know you had a a, a white supremacist you know mass shooting. That kind of takes a little bit of the shine off of what right. you're trying to do. You know what I'm saying? Particularly remember when the NAACP said like black people don't go to Florida, and so yeah. now. I guess what's next? Miracle? Well, they had the video of him come out of him eating, and it kind of gave credence <laughs> to Trump saying he eats pudding with his fingers, man. I, that is one of the craziest. That's stories. the illest diss ever. Like, that's yo, the they said pudding this, fingers. This nigga be hey, on yo. the plane <laughs> eating Jello pudding cups without a spoon, throwing spoons away. Like, just no utensils, just straight. <laughs> crazy. Like, would you like a spoon, that, Mr. Governor? That's unhinged. No. Uncivilized yes. behavior. Yes. Miracle. I think a part of this conversation is a little bit ableist in the sense that. Oh, oh. what? That he's putting fingers? No, in the oh. sense that this campaign was the first time Ron couldn't control the media and the media perception True. of him. So it started off with the boots. Yes. It's and it just never stopped. And you were looking at his mannerism. Yes. How he was laughing, how he was standing. Yes. And people were like, This man does not have the ability True. to be president because he's just so awkward. Very awkward. People talk about Kamala's laugh, but like Ron's <laughs> laugh was way worse. Way worse. And it was just <laughs> You're weird. Right. And so I think that was that was a huge part of it because people yeah. got to see how he yeah. actually was. Well, you remember when Trump made fun of differently able people on yes. his campaign and nobody said anything about it. So this Correct. is par for the course for Trump. Right. This is a just a regular tactic for him. But but like you said, we've never I mean, think about it. Like it was like these little right, his laugh was like super awkward and weird. And then when you slowed it down, he looked like a maniac. I mean, Ron DeSantis looked like a maniac. You know, there was this whole narrative that never went away about like he had lifts in his boots to make himself taller. I, did, I, don't, you know I didn't know that. It was, oh, yeah. whole thing. it was a whole thing. How did I miss this? And so, I, I mean, to me, you could have shot like, but he never did. Right. And so there was always this thing of like this little man complex trying to be larger. And then, of course, how, how tall fingers. is he? No one really knows. Yeah, we don't know. No one knows. To the point when he announced his campaign, there's this clip in the Barbie movie. I haven't seen the Barbie, but it went viral, where she, like, takes off her shoes and is standing up and then it's, like, stands normally. Because, you know, the and they're like, this is Ron DeSantis yes. now that he suspended That's crazy. his campaign. Right? Absolutely, yes. So, like, there is this ongoing conversation of, like, who he is. Yes. And, you know, Trump was over here like, you know, I'm fit the fittest president ever. Look at me, whatever, whatever. And they so- don't know my body. <laughs> they don't know my- <laughs> Niggas don't know my body, son. They don't know my like- body, yo. <laughs> and so they would, and so it's, it's weird. Like I'm happy Ron is not the president yeah. or a presidential candidate anymore. I think that he would have stood Trump and more Absolutely. vile. Yes. Um, I yeah. do feel bad for the people of Florida who now this man has to He's yeah. a governor. turn all his attention to. But yeah. again, Y'all could have had Andrew. Yeah. Y'all just let a little bit of racism stop you. True. But it is what it is. And and like you said, I do agree. Like, it to me, it seemed like Ron DeSantis would have been a lot more punitive mm-hmm. in terms Which of, like... Which is crazy to think about. Right. Particularly than Trump, who's basically or talking about, like, day one, I'm going to be a dictator and, you know, mad people are going to get arrested. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, to think that, like, DeSantis would have been worse than that. But that was kind of the narrative he created. And like you said, he never came across as presidential. He never came across as somebody that was, like, looking to govern a United States for everybody. He was just like, I'm only... He almost tried to be brighter than Trump, you know, and whiter than Trump. Here and it is, just didn't work. Here is a list, according to Rolling Stone, of all the things Trump said he was going to do when he gets into <laughs> office. Are we ready? Yes. Indict Biden and his political enemies. That's number one. Number two... Round up, intern, and deport undocumented immigrants. Three, send military to the border. Four, invade Mexico. For what? I have no idea. Round up the homeless and send the National Guard in the cities to fight crime. Bring the death penalty back in, quote, a big way. 
and he will make stuff expensive by taxing all imported goods. I the mean, Mexico and, thing is never going to happen. As someone who has had the privilege to travel to Mexico, do you yeah. know who travels the most to Mexico? White people. And Trump supporters. Yes. yes. They love like, going. Yes. They love. Because like, they, they like to be served by brown people. I mean, yeah, that's exactly. kind of I mean, their no, whole thing. It is wild. Because, yes. like, they love. Yeah. And they'll yeah. be in full Trump gear. And it's like, why are you here? It's crazy. Those, <laughs> his supporters would lose their minds. True. If he invaded Mexico. That's true. And, and then this is the I thing. I mean, the golden Trump statue was made in Mexico. But and, and then also, like, you can't on one hand say president should have immunity and then on the next breath say you're going to indict Joe Biden. Right. There so was like, more things on that list, but that was just. Yeah. You know, like, so like, which is it? You know what I'm saying? And, and that's yeah. where. But again, it's like to his supporters, he can say anything, anything he says, they believe it. They embrace it. They eat it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever he says is like law. You know what I'm saying? Yes, they, they eat it up, brother. It's very delicious. He can do anything. <laughs> right. So, but right. I also think that Ron DeSantis, the most violent thing about him was that he was actually at Guantanamo, a poss- possibly overseeing some of the torture that was happening yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. I, I believe it was HBO who may have pulled the special about that and some other media reports ended up walking that back because they were afraid that if he actually was the president he would be take- he, he would take revenge on them. Yes. And this is the the issue that we find ourselves now is that a lot of our media is being bought out by corporations right. and so they do not feel comfortable in presenting or telling the truth but now that Ron DeSantis is no longer in the running, everybody, all these articles about, about how horrible he is as a person are now right. coming out, and it's yeah. just like, yeah, bruh. too little, too late. Yeah, it was it, it was kind of like George Santos, right? It wasn't until after he was elected that we found out he just lied his way to office, scam and it was God, like, scam God, scam God. All, all the stuff came afterwards. Yes, I miss George. <laughs> You miss I, his shenanigans? I miss his shenanigans. <laughs> First of all, like, I still want to know how he got a baby. Like, who gave this man a baby so he could, like, walk through Capitol and be like, I have a baby. Yeah, he, that he is traded hilarious. a Fendi bag for I a baby for the day. <laughs> but the, the fact that, like, he got indicted for wearing clothes, that they said he stole, like, his clothes or used yeah. the, I'm not yeah, stole, but, yeah. like, you, Use yeah. the funds, yeah. and then he showed up with the shoes that they said. Yes, that he bought the Ferragamos. Like, yes, yeah, man. I yes. was like, okay, George. Like, yes. I thought that was hilarious, mm. but yeah. he's standing on business. I mean, Facts. well, he might Scam be standing guys. behind Scam guys. behind bars very very <laughs> shortly. We don't know. We will see. But of course, we're gonna see all the documentary and see the behind the scenes. But you know, in other news and other GOP, because you know today the great is orange the party. yes, the the New Hampshire primary is underway, and Nikki Haley and we talked about it a little bit last week made news when she said America was never a racist country, and of course, people not only like ourselves but mad people came out and was like, "What are you talking about?" Like, and particularly like, how can you as a Indian woman? Come Who, on, you whose know. father had to teach at an HBCU. Right, because he wasn't allowed. Why, why was that? Like, he was not allowed to teach white students at that time. Say so, I, so Nikki Haley went again, like just like with the slavery, Civil War comment, went on the defense and went on CNN to, I guess, kind of further. Do we, do we even applaud CNN for allowing her the platform to defend herself? CNN trying to struggle for ratings. CNN yeah. is like, I, look, we just say, want they're eyes an on station us. at this point. Very yeah. much so. Very yeah. much so. So, but at least they asked her and I, you know, how Jack, right. Jack what is this? Jack Tepper. I Jack think that's Tepper, his name. Yeah. How he said the question I thought was strong. So let's hear Nikki Haley in her own words, defend her comment about America not being racist. said that America has quote, never been a racist country, unquote. Protections for the institution of slavery were written into the U.S. Constitution. The White House was built with slave labor. Your home state of South Carolina seceded from the Union, fought a war to defend the enslavement of black people. Yes. Uh, I understand you don't think America is a racist country now. Yeah. Which but is we're also here at a college. Lie. Do you really think as a, as a <laughs> historical matter, America has never been a racist country? I mean, think about what you're First of all, I will tell you, when you look at you know, the Declaration of Independence. It was that, you know, men are created equal. You mean the one that's Unalienable rights, right? That was what we all knew. But what I look Except at black it people as who didn't have rights is I was a brown girl that grew up in a small rural town. 
We had plenty of racism that we had to deal with. Oh, did you? But my parents never said we lived in a racist country. And I'm so thankful they didn't. Because for every brown and black child out there, if you tell them they live or were born in a racist country, you're immediately telling them they the don't truth? have a chance. And my parents would always say, you may have challenges. And yes, there will be people who are racist. But that doesn't define what you can do in this country. And so I think it's important that we tell all kids that, look, America is not perfect. Yeah. We have our stains. We know that. But our goal should do always you? be to make today better than yesterday. It's hugely important. And but that's the problem. you can't do I that. You can't make today better than yesterday, one. And deny the past. If you don't, if you deny yesterday, right? If yeah. you act like yesterday's racism doesn't exist, and if you act like today's racism doesn't exist. Right. Right. So you can't make it better if you don't even acknowledge that there's white supremacy that exists right now, racism that exists right now. And, you know, again, like, if America was not a racist country, why are you using the name Nikki? You know what I'm on. saying? Like, I mean, come on, man. Like, this isn't even a thing, right? I would I, I would say what's interesting about this, and I don't see her a lot, speak a lot. Yes. But they put darker makeup on her this time. Oh, you thought you she, think so? She they they played up her brownness. In oh here, wow! Like with the foundation, <laughs> so they were definitely trying to do something strategic with the whole look. I see. I see what you're trying to do there. I mean, I I don't I don't know. I mean, you know, they talked about like her in her own memoir. She talks about how you know a fruit stand called the police on her father because he was wearing a turban, right? So she talked about these racist things and acts that happened to her, right? Her father worked at, quote, the black school, right? Oh, that doesn't and, sound like and, a post-racial America. <laughs> right. So, like, in your own memoir, you talked about but what's, what's changed from when you wrote your memoir to now. You're running for the nominee in a openly racist party. Right. In a party that you can't even say slavery was the reason of the Civil War. You can't even acknowledge, like, historical white supremacy and racism that exists. And so, I mean, so it's almost like you're hamstrung. And because you are an Indian woman, you're even downplaying your Indianness, right? Mm -hmm. You even have to downplay that part of your life to appeal to these uh, white supremacist voters. Miracle? So I'm not saying America is a racist country, but yes. I'm going to read what Chief Justice Tawney said in the infamous Dred Scott decision, just in case, yes. you know, Nikki would like to read and remember about the Declaration of Independence. Yes. In the opinion of the court, the legislation and histories of the times and the language used in the Declaration of Independence show that neither the class of persons who have been imported as slaves nor their descendants, whether they become free or not, were then acknowledged as a part of the people nor intended to be included in the general words used in that memorable, memorable instrument. I'm not saying yes. that America is a racist yes. country, yes. but I'm saying the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court at that time said yes. the direct Declaration of Independence in no such thought or manner believed that black people in any way, shape, or form anyway. were represented in the Declaration of Independence. So yes. I don't know what school Nikki yes. went to, and I don't know her interpretation of the law, but I think it's pretty clear that America is, was, and continues to be a racist country. Just because people tell their children to withstand or overcome racism does not mean it doesn't exist. Yeah. My mom telling me not to put my hand on the stove because it's hot yes. doesn't mean the stove is not hot. Yes. doesn't mean the stove is not there. It means my parents have given me the skills and fortitude to overcome and to know the stove is hot. You don't touch it. Yes. And that is the problem with these conversations when we say, like, hey, we don't want to talk about race or racism doesn't exist. We try to pretend like it's not going to be there. But if you teach your child that racism does not exist, what are you equipping them with to handle when they're called slurs for the first time? When they're told you're too right. black or too brown yes. or too whatever to be in this institution. If you tell them something does not exist, you are failing to equip them and prepare them to overcome those hurdles. And it's a difference of opinion and worldview about 
how you train and raise up your children, but racism exists. It's in our laws. It's why we don't have sidewalks in black neighborhoods. It's yeah. why we only put infrastructure through black neighborhoods to tear it down is why we don't have expansive public transportation. It's why we don't have high speed rail. Right. So when we're talking about racism and, and in this country, particularly we have to be very honest that not only does it exist, it has guided the whole entire framework from which our politicians operate from. Yeah. This, this election specifically, even though they've dropped out, like the Furious Five that exists was yeah. Trump, Ramaswari, Scott, Haley, and DeSantis all ran on different but similar versions of white supremacy True. and rhetoric that embellishes racism and embraces racism. Nikki trying to deny it, even though she had to change her name, like you said, yeah. from, from Nimrata to, to Nikki. Vivek Ramaswari using his, you know, access to white supremacy because he's has money, right. thinking it was going to protect him. Tim Scott saying he's never encountered racism, even though he's a black man from South Carolina. Right. Uh, Donald Trump then going to antagonize Nikki Haley by calling her her real name, which is a dog whistle to incite right. xenophobic attacks against brown people. Yes. Is his own unique and insidious form of a white supremacy tactic. And and then Ron DeSantis basically, like we said on here before, turning Florida into Nazi Germany with palm trees. They've all used different aspects and different tools of white supremacy to further their campaign to the White House because that's what they believe yeah. it is built off of. That's right. what they believe is going to make them successful is white supremacy. And that's really because that's the base that Trump built, right? Absolutely. That's what propelled Trump into the White House in 2016. And like a you, sensationalized version of it because it existed before him. Ab absolutely. Like you said, and, I, and just to correct you around Donald Trump, and it's, it'd be interesting to see how Nikki Haley describes these new attacks yeah. of, of Donald Trump. Donald Trump is not using her name. And oh. Donald Trump is purposely not using her. Her name is Nimarata. Right. Right. So in the I first. I thought he was calling her Nimarata. Oh, no. In, oh. The, in, the, in the first days, he started to call her Nimrata. Oh, right? okay. Nimrata. Now he's referring to her as Nimbra. Nimbra. That's just disrespectful. Well, to me, it's, it's it sounds kind of like nigga. <laughs> Nimbra. Nigga, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, come on, man, this is Donald Trump. You know what I'm My saying? If one thing Donald Trump knows how to do is attack in a racist way. He did yeah. it to Obama. You know what I'm saying? He did it to, yes, he did it to Kamala Harris. Like, he knows how to attack people around racism. And so to refer to her as Nimbra, you know, on his true social, knowing that it's in her name, right? Just like he's been on the campaign trail saying, Obama, Barack Hussein, Barack Hussein, Hussein. Like, he knows his base. And, like, to call her Nimbra is, like, throwing, like, raw meat to these white supremacists. You know what I'm saying? And so it'll be interesting to see. I don't think she's, she's said anything about her. You know, she said, she said, this was her quote. If he goes and does these temper tantrum, if he's going and spending millions of dollars on TV, he's insecure. He knows that something is wrong. I don't sit there and worry about whether it's personal or what he means. But you know this is a racist attack. So that is what's fascinating about what's happening right now. What you have a... Good man, you ain't need that on your mind. What the fuck you know about what I need on my mind, motherfucker? <laughs> my name was on the street. <laughs> what in the world is wrong when you pass from this shit here, they're going to go down in them corners let them people know... My name is my name. My na right. My but, name but, is my but, name. But Nikki can't even have that energy. Right. She can't. Because, because she's Nikki. Yes. She doesn't want you to call her Nimarada. No. She doesn't want to be, you know, referred to in that manner of what her real name is. You know, Barack embraced his name. You know, earlier he was Barry. He embraced his name, right, Barack. Yeah. Kamala, you know, embraced her name. You know, he said, Barack's not qualified to run for office. He said Kamala wasn't qualified to run for office. Now he's saying Nikki or how he calls her Nimbra. You know what I'm saying? Nimbra? Come on, man. That's nigga. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Is not qualified to run for office, even though she was born in South Carolina. So, I mean, well, this miracle, this is, it's, it's worked before. It's probably going to work, right? Against Nikki Haley? Yes. I don't know. I, oh, okay. Only because remember, 
when Don Lemon tried to go up against Nikki Haley, he... Oh, yeah, but he played himself. Yeah. He did play himself a little yes. bit. So I think she's smarter, only because... Yes. She has grown up with people like Trump her whole that entire life. That is true. Life, She's right? from South Carolina. She's from South Carolina. She pl- she knows how to play the game. She's probably married to somebody <laughs> like Trump. <laughs> <laughs> like, she knows what's coming. And so yes. She, and it'll be interesting to see how she plays yes. the race card in this situation when it's very clear that she is uncomfortable with publicly being associated with race. And there are some yes. people who I've always said, who immigrate to the United States and they don't want to be othered, right? Mm -hmm. They find safety and security and success and not being othered. Yes. And that's the thing that they resent the most is you... A thousand percent. Reminding them of, quote, unquote, who they are, what their real names are. Come on, Miracle. People have a right to change their name, right? I'm not going to act like I understand it because I have a unique name that I understand what it means to have a uniquely ethnic name, right? People change their names all the time. We don't know how to pronounce people's names. Kids are cruel. Like people yes. don't know how to play the dozens. Thanks for I reminding get, me. You yes. know, I I fully, I fully get. I get her changing her name and going by Nikki. Yeah. But this is going to be a very unique time in our history because, for all intents and purposes, Nikki has always chosen white supremacy. When she was the governor of South Carolina, she could have called an emergency session and say, hey, we just had this shooting. We got to take this Confederate flag down, at least put it at half mass. People don't remember after the shooting at AME where those nine lives were slaughtered in a uh, white supremacist attack. The rules of South Carolina said you are never allowed to mess with the flag unless the South Carolina legislature votes on it. So when People all across the country were putting their flags at half staff. The South Carolina, which was the Confederate flag, was just waving. And people were like, take it down. They refused. So Brie Newsom had to scale up. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you call True. it. Thing, yeah, the whole yeah. flag, the flag, the flag pole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The flagpole and, and take the flag down, right? And in that time, she denounced Brie. She denounced the activists. She has True. always denounced people of color rising up and pushing back. This is her moment, really, to, as a make or break for her. And it's going to be kind of karma if this is what torpedoes her campaign. True. But I do think she has the brilliance to push back against Trump. I don't know. She's already said, you know, he's not there. He's he's insecure. She does her own little personal digs at him. So it'll be interesting to see how she pushes back. I do think she can overcome it. But what's going to get her is the fact that she's acting like racism doesn't exist. And Trump was like, hey, even I say slavery is the cause of civil wars. True. Yeah. True. It'll be fun. Now, not, she, not, not fun like as in a good time, but like fun as in like interesting to see. Interesting how to see. Out. I wonder if she would have her husband come out and try to defend her. Like, you know, it would be interesting. You know, like when I when I'm married, when I'm married, Nimarata, <laughs> she she used to cook a lot of smelly foods. Stop. That's not OK. She built my spice tolerance up. And now, <laughs> because she built my spice tolerance up, I have tolerance. See how that works? I don't. Oh, shit. I don't think this how that works. Oh, I don't know. Wow. Too far. Wow. That was very <laughs> too far. Wow. Uh, well, well, Nimer- I mean, uh, yeah, Nimerada. I, I think okay, it's girl. also, <laughs> we didn't dance around the topic, but we also know that there is rampant anti-blackness. Yes. Come on. Within the Indian community. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And they, yo, and they definitely be darker than and, us. Well, again, and it with other darker, you know, like, uh, I mean, with, right. And, yeah, just when, within, the Indian, within the brown community, right. the they have system. words, the they have a caste system. Yes, they have absolutely. words for darker people. Absolutely. Like, and yes. specifically the Tamils of Sri Lanka. Right. Catch all of the hell yeah. for being the darkest, the most melanated. True, true. And they catch Hell. And a lot of the undesirables are darker skinned people. Right. Yeah. And even though they say that's based on your job and your cast. I mean, that's right, in Bangladesh, right. it's in Pakistan, there it's is, in India, you know. There is a color chart. Yeah. And, you know, as my favorite yeah. Andre said, yeah. all across the globe, yeah. the darker skinned people get it the worst. And and, yep. and Nikki fared much better than Absolutely. and as a lighter I Indian. wonder what the conversation between them two was like. I, well, she yeah, they him. hated each yeah. other. 
Um, and you could you could yes. tell because she was it was kind of like why are you disrespecting us yes. on this great stage because there is we I'm trying to be respectful but we all know those type of people yes who want to be the only person in the room yes. and go around True. disparaging other people so they yes. can stay the only person yes and that was kind of the vivid energy correct mm. correct Mickey is more of yes I happen to be a, a person of brown experience that I happen to be Indian yes but that doesn't define who I am right and I can't like move you know how like Drea was like I you can outgrow your wholeness yeah like Nikki's kind of like you can outgrow your ethnicity. And she has, person. yeah. Like The Rock has. You yeah. know. Well, particularly when you can but see, go the by Rock, the name Nikki Haley. Right. Yeah. But The Rock is very interesting because he co-ops in and out of his black. He absolutely does. And he will remind you that he is not white pretty True. Writerly. Yes. While also you know, being, I'm, you know, I'm Samoan. You know, while I'm, also yeah. being like black and Samoan. Yeah. Well, but he always says that. You know, I'm Samoan. He's yeah. like Samoan, but but what? But will also remind you that he's not white at the same time. Correct. It's a very unique yeah. skill. Yes. Because he knows how to like to play the game. Yes. But I will give the Rock credit because he also uses his platform to help other people who come from disadvantaged yeah, yeah. experiences. Yes. Yeah. And doesn't really disparage people from that, from from the. Whereas a Nikki is like, yeah, you don't see the rock tear anybody down. Like he doesn't use his platform for negativity. Straps. These immigrants are coming through and taking your job. That that narrative, and 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 it's not like you see Nikki like helping other Indian people, right? Nikki's kind of like I'm for these white folks, and you know the rest of y'all get it how you live. However, Nikki did go on the attack to Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump had, like, a senior moment, right? <laughs> Donald Trump had a moment, and I don't know if you have that clip, where he appeared to confuse Nikki Haley and Nancy Pelosi. I guess they both start with the N-word. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but he had that moment. So did you want to play that clip? They never report the crowd on January 6th. You know, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, you know, they did you know they destroyed all of the information, all of the evidence, everything deleted and destroyed. He looks wild, of, sweaty in his clip. Of because of <laughs> you have a hot flash of Trump. Nikki Haley is in charge of security. We offered her 10,000 people, soldiers, National Guard, so whatever they want. They turned it down. They don't want to talk. About- Do you think that was him mistaking it or him actually doing that on purpose? I that's a great question. You know, is this Trump? Is this a tactic calculatedly trying to put them together? I don't know. You know, Nikki's response was they're saying he got confused that he was talking about something else. He's talking about Nancy Pelosi. He mentioned me multiple times in that scenario. Nikki, Nikki, Nikki. Nikki. The the concern I have and I'm not saying anything derogatory, but when you're dealing with the pressure of the presidency, we can't have someone else that we question whether they're mentally fit to do this. And that was a very calculated, but I would say seasoned response to that. I told you she that, had that, she's grown smart. Up. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. Yeah, she definitely has because yes. she knows she's going to need like Trump's base. Absolutely. If she wins, yeah. it's not. I don't think she will. It was an intelligent but, rebuttal. But now this is what Trump's campaign said. They said it's a distinction without a difference. It's Nikki mm. and Nancy. What's the difference? Well, so Nancy here, had on Kente cloth. <laughs> Nancy had the N- N- Nancy uh, was had speaker the of the house. Flag. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty big difference, right? Yeah. Kente cloth and Confederate flag. I mean, at this point, they're kind of interchangeable for those right. two people. And obviously, it's a difference. You know, there was a clip uh, that's that's going around now where you know on a uh, uh, Newsmax is interviewing Carrie uh, 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 Lake, and they're like, you know, both. You know, Donald Trump and Joe Biden's old. She's like, Trump isn't an old man. The man is 77. Yeah. He's old. And so we've seen these moments of Trump on the campaign trail where he has had these senior moments and, you know, mistakes and, you know, misfortunes. Do you think this is going to possibly sink his campaign? Miracle? There have been some rumblings that he's not doing well. Yes. I mean, you know, he got 91 felonies. <laughs> Niggas looking at wild jail time <laughs> and then trying to run a re-election campaign. Just, true, true. If yes. it is true. Yes. You know, and it's not that I ever hope for misfortune. Of course. For anyone, right? Yes. I want to be very clear. We're, we're not hoping you for know, no misfortune. I think that if both of these of our top contenders happen to have medical scenarios. Yes. 
I think it would be better for the country. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because then we get to restart. Oh, wow. <laughs> and just pick better candidates. Just shake the edge of sketch. <laughs> you said it's us or them, right? <laughs> it's not us or you them. You said they go down and we go down? <laughs> wow. No, I just think that both Trump and Biden yes. have serious health issues. Yes. And after... After what has happened with, I forgot the lady from California. Um, oh, Feinstein. Diane Feinstein, yeah. I, right, after what, after what happened with Mitch McConnell, where he just freezing. He just freezing in the middle of a question, I think staring he, blankly, you know what I mean? Like we what is say, doing you right have now? to be 30, 35 to run for some of these offices. Yes. I believe there should be a cutoff. Yeah. 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 I, I think it should be cut off. I think you should be able to do the good work and retire yes. and reflect yes. on the good work that you have done and moved yes. on. We, sorry, we have seen how some of our elder leaders, and this includes Bernie, right? Correct. Are not really training up people to, to come after them. Correct. Are not really engaged in the community and not really impacted. No. And I do think that, for some of these issues, you have to be impacted. Student loan debt isn't touching the majority of these folks who are running in office. Of course. The, the clean air. <laughs> Shit, they were the, students in 1939. <laughs> the, the lead in the water. These issues aren't impacting them. They're, they're not seeing the right. the way it shows up in our community. Lead in the water was like made it flavorful back in the day. It's <laughs> Kool-Aid. Right. Oh, put, put a little more lead in this water. <laughs> Actually, sprinkle some asbestos in this as well. <laughs> yeah, I think, and I think there's something to be said for getting more people in the political process. Yes. So I'm, I'm not saying like we maybe there could be an advisory position. Yes. There, maybe there could be more advisory councils. Like I think it'd be cool to have a council of former presidents advising yeah. you. But like, I just yeah. I'm not trying to admit Guantanamo, so I'm trying to like make sure I, I explain this correctly. No, I, I, I'm not yeah. wishing bad on anyone. Of course, I do of course. Wish people, like you know what? Maybe you, we, we, what we, next, it's time for the next yeah, generation. We, we, Maybe we, term limits are are okay to have. Yeah, we, what we're wishing is like for you know them to like step like like what I would wish is they recognize like that this ain't it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like and begin and, and like you said, choose somebody younger, step back. You can help them. But like step back from the pressures and the rig- because it is a rigorous campaign, the pressures of the campaign. Although Trump, you know, he got, you know, Vivek's endorsement. He mm-hmm. got Ron DeSantis endorsement and he got, you know, Tim Scott's endorsement. And Tim Scott actually had an interesting quote in his endorsement of Donald Trump. Did you want to play that? Yeah, I'll play Mushmouth. <laughs> we need a president who understands the American people are sick and tired of being sick and tired. It's almost like Trump was like, hey, 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 look, I need you. You're black. You got to sound black. (laughs) We got sick and tired. People are sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yo, he looks crazy. He looks crazy. And like, and for those that don't know, that is a famous quote from Fannie Lou Hamer, right? Yeah. So again, here is a black man who basically said that slavery wasn't that bad, right? No. That the current that conditions, welfare was worse than slavery. Welfare is worse than slavery. You know, and, and Miracle always talks about how they appropriate our language. Taking the language of Fannie Lou Hamer, who fought against white supremacy, who fought against racism, you know, at, at, at her own risking her own life. And now you're trying to use that as a Trump campaign slogan. I really hope our press request for the Trump campaign goes through. <laughs> like, I really hope we're able because my thing is. You're getting all these black people again now to like rally around you. Yes. What is your plan for civil rights? The John wrote. John, you know, Lewis Voting Rights Act. Correct. You said you've done everything you can for black people. Yes. So why should black people vote for you, yeah. right? And this is all, like, we have press requests to all presidential candidates. Yes. It's up to them to pick or choose, like, whether they want to sit down with us. But I'm just, like, very curious what goes through the mind of a man who's like, I've done all I can for black people. Like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you said, what more do you want? Like, I'm very, I'm very yeah. Very confused. And, and well, again, like if the black people you're around are Tim Scott, like if you're around and I'm surprised, you know, Trump, who is very good with the, the nicknames, 
Yeah. I'm very simple. Like, Gums was right there. Like, Gum Scott was, like, right there for you to just, like, coin him. Tim Bucktooth. But I also this think is, that goes black to people. show. This is why Tim Scott doesn't like black people. Because people will, like us made fun of him his whole life. Oh, man. Because his wife, will, like, she smelled like chicken soup, man. <laughs> she looks like a can of Campbell's soup with but, a sweater jacket. But, but I mean, if he she if, looks pretty. But, but look, Trump is around these black people. And, like, the black people around Trump are, like, you know, on their Trump, on both Trump knees. Trump would have flamed him up at the last day. Hold on. Hold on, before we start again, I'm yes. going to say this. Tim Buck, too. Before, before we go Tim down the line again, I think that the people that Trump has aligned himself with yes. are people who needed something from him. Uh, of course, yeah. You yeah. said that before, sense yes. that the majority of the black men were people... What's the dental plan like Hold on, let me finish talking. The people who he released through the the First Step Act, the, pe- the black people he released to getting the pardon... And I think it goes to show you how incarceration is weaponized so much against the black community to the fact that we have to be embedded with white supremacists as a means and method and, and modus operandi to get our people free. That nigga's gums is incarcerating Stop his mouth. Farouk! I am making a point here that is very good. <laughs> his teeth is making a point too. <laughs> Van Jones talks about <laughs> the most black people freed in the modern era came from the First Step Act, yes. which was pushed by Trump. That is correct. And I think we have to have a real conversation yes. about the freedom we are being afforded as black people yeah. if incarceration is so embedded in our society and yes. our particular community that the only way we're able to engage and get freedom and get our quote unquote walking papers is if a Republican True. says, "Okay, you can go home now." No, that's and, a real. That's and a real. Especially feel, yeah. since forty six is the one that was one of the architects of mass incarceration, and we yes. really have to have these conversations. Well, are y'all done now? Well, yes. No, because well, I have a whole list of jokes no, I, in the but, rebuttal. But, so but speaking of forty six, miracle. That's the number, Chief Tim Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I try. Tried. See? I tried. No trouble. That's what happens. I no, tried. No trouble. So we go off the rails. Could you I imagine what the dentist focus. would say wait, wait. when he walked into the office? Oh my goodness. Like, He's gonna run the fade on y'all. Oh please. my goodness. We we you brought up Joe Biden, you brought up President Biden. Mm-hmm. And you know, free speech shared your clip where you gave to me the greatest mm-hmm. advice yeah. for Joe Biden's presidential campaign. If you have not Watch the last episode. You've given campaign advice to like everybody. Everybody. And nobody ever yes, takes nobody it. Nobody takes yeah. it. But this and was it's very good de- advice. Yes. And this yeah. was it also was very detailed. It was very specific. And and but Joe Biden had another plan. Joe Biden went to North Carolina. Joe Biden said, I know what black people like. They like some cookout. Went and got some fast food, took it to a black family's house, and had dinner with a black family. <laughs> With styrofoam. No styrofoam is not good for us, Joe. What's this? This is the the the, the Joe Biden. Oh, it's the video. Yeah, man. Okay. Oh, Oh, this is Biden. He visited the family. So, hold on. Let me read from Biden's words. Okay. Yesterday in North Carolina, I stopped by Eric's house to have some lunch with him and his two sons. I brought some cookout. Like, yo, hey, Joe, can we get some steaks up in this bag? <laughs> can we some get some student loan reduction? Can we get some reparations? I bought him some Chick-fil-A. No, like, but I'll, I'll, get you, I'll get you these ribs. Yes. I, I, bought, I mean, they no were, hate on the cookout. But. Yes, no hate on the cookout. I've never had them. Sure, it's amazing. They were an impressive family. Eric is an award-winning educator, and his sons are both athletic and academic all-stars. We talked about the importance of family, building intergenerational wealth, the state of our schools, and I gave his oldest son, Christian, a couple of tips on what he should get for his first car. Eric had a lot of student loan debt forgiven. And well, his tip was a Ford Model T. <laughs> His first car, Joe. I'm sorry. He said, wait, he said, Eric had a lot of student loan debt forgiven. And he told me what a big deal it was for him and his boys. I go to work for families like Eric every day, hardworking folks who want to leave something behind for their kids. I love the time I spent with them. Thanks, Eric, for hosting me. Come by our place next time. Anyways. Uh, Yeah, I mean. Black men are 
considered to be one of the communities in play for this election. Of course. And so you'll see the president and other people with black men. Yeah. And again, we are as black people are not yeah. the main characters no. of this country, but still yeah. they keep trying to like use us. So I will say, let me, let me let you finish my fault. Miracle. Go ahead. Go. I will say as black people, get everything you can, this yeah. election cycle, get all the cookouts, get all the, get the dental plans, the get everything. All the free meals. <laughs> get everything that you that you want, need, and desire. Make them pay you a coin. Yes. Get all the money because you're not going to see any of these people for the next three years. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a fact. So do, do what you can. They're going to disappear. Well, so, you know, Biden Harris tweeted out, you know, some of their resume. Over 14 million jobs added. Mm-hmm. Historically low unemployment. Three of the strongest years ever for small business creation fought to cancel $137 billion in student loan debt and delivered relief to over 3.7 million Americans. Today, the Dow Jones that is at historic highs. Mm -mm. So, I mean, this is, (laughs) it sounds like on paper when you're reading, like it's, uh, it, it doesn't feel like that. Why no. do you keep trying to make me fight Biden on this podcast? No, I'm it trying. sounds good. But I'm just saying. I'm I just saying. He, he's kicking his resume down. He's saying, yo, we got rid of because we've talked a lot about student loan debt. That's he like said, 5% of all the student loan debt. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. It's, really? It's, it's, is that small? It's such a small yeah, amount. Wow. We're, we're mostly, billions in debt for a student loan. We are. Yeah, yeah. And most, and yes, I am happy for the people who got student loan debt forgiven. Yes. I'm number one. Number two, the people who've who have so far gotten student loan debt forgiven are people who were exploited by a lot of private colleges and universities True. who've already paid, you know, is, is there a 10, prerequisite list that? Yes. Okay. And, and so the demand <clears throat> was universal automatic student loan debt cancellation, canceling everybody's student debt, just basically yes. pushing a button and saying, this yes. is not, yeah. Yeah. no, go about your business, do good work. But instead it's been incremental. And True. what we're being told is every couple of weeks, another another yeah. batch of people. Because they just I, did a batch. They just did a batch. I recently. hate the lottery system. I feel like it's racist and bigoted. True. It's very problematic. And it's also, you know, not right because people are not supposed to be in lotteries. But that's how they're doing. And people are talking about it's basically you're going to get ramped up until the election. And Yay, great, but it also shows if you can do these ramp-ups of good things, you could have been done it, and you could have been allowed people to make next steps and to do all of this work. And so I'm trying to be positive. Yeah. I mean, Um, again, I think that... I just want to be on the beach. I would. I just remember very distinctively in May of 2022 being like, you know what? The, the earth is in a good place right now. Yes, yes. Like the horizon looks it optimistic. It looks really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like we're going to get all of these wins. Yeah. And it's going to be a yeah. good, it's going to be a good year. And, and it it's, was. It's we, going to be a good world. Yeah. Like stuff is like. Yes. And, and now well, here we are. Right. Every race we won. But that was when, remember, that was when Biden had said, like, he, remember, he said, I'm only doing this one term. And the thinking was that it was going to be passed along, but, you know, he wants to finish the job and, you know, we're all gonna I, well, and, and then, well, maybe, I mean, you know, again, hey, okay, we're all going to hey, live. We're hey, all going to make it. Hey, we're Joe, gonna you know, if you want to stop by, where would he, where would he stop if he, when he, if he comes to Pittsburgh? What, what? Just uh, sit right here because I won't be but, <laughs> Like what restaurant does he stop by? Does he Grandma Bees? Grandma Bees. He's gonna bring some Grandma Bees. He's gonna Bees. go to Grandma Bees breakfast today. I met with one hood. We had some Grandma Bees. He's gonna, he's gonna <laughs> talk to the bees. We had Salim's <laughs> Market. You he's know, gonna we got hit some, every single Muslim. We got some hummus. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? From Salim's. Within oh my God. this area. Big body and bubble ganoush. Listen. Yeah, that's hilarious. But no, I do think that there has to be a conversation. Yes. About the realities of the world and what we're fighting for and what we can do different. Yes. And outside of policing and prisons. Because, you know, True. there was a conversation about, you know, there's a cop city being built in Pittsburgh. There's now a cop city being built in Baltimore. Wow. There's like 15 cop cities popping up. Yeah. And if we are getting all of these wins, why is there a about to be True. arrested and in jail like right. what is, like what does our future look like it, do, it doesn't particularly when like you know homicides are at historic lows all over the country right yeah. including pittsburgh where a homicide rate dropped 30 percent 
So it is fascinating to see homicides go down, violent crimes go down, and yet, like, this media narrative that, like, everywhere that there's black and brown people is somehow unsafe. You know what I'm saying? Now, mm-hmm. we got another email. Uh-oh. You know, last week we got an is invitation. No. Oh, dang. I meant to email him and tell him we talked about him, but I forgot. You know what I'm saying? This is from Ronald Jackson. Oh. First of all, it says this week in white supremacy, and I just wanted to let like Ronald the- know, like, we're not, it's not a place, right? It's not this week in, right? You can't come and stay. It's in I-N. It's I-N-N. I don't know oh, why. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I was trying weekend, to figure that out, yeah. White supremacy. So, okay, so here it is. I watch your podcast on Free Speech TV, mm-hmm. and you make some good points Uh-oh. and are often very informative. As an older black man, mm-hmm. 70s, okay? He about to cuss us out. I would have thought by now we would have eliminated the use, the of, use the, of, of the, the N-word, N-word yeah. from our discussions. Nigga, please. Stop. <laughs> Number, please. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Uh, think about the contradiction mm. on a show. Come on, Ronald. On a show supposedly about white supremacy that banters about the N-word. It isn't hip or cool or funny. You're 70 years old. Of course it isn't hip to you, man. Yeah. Who says hip? You, know what I'm saying? you like, need to get your on. hips checked. Stop. Step don't don't, don't disrespect. <laughs> no, no. We are not disrespecting elders. Oh, no. See that? See that's that side. Oh no. no. <laughs> Listen. I, I'm going to send Tim Scott wait, the wait, wait, Hills. Wait, get my color chart out my bag. Wait, wait. Wait. This is what he says. <laughs> don't fuck with me, Ron. It isn't him. Don't talk to or him cool. like that. Don't watch me watch TV. Mr. Mr. Jackson. It's Mr. Jackson. He Be says, respectful. He says, it isn't hip or cool okay. or funny. In fact, it mimics the lowest strata. Mm. Of black society. Okay, Ronald. The criminals and the ignorant and the bespeaks a degree of self-hate that only the psychiatrist can explain. I can't imagine all those people who came before and marched and suffered Mm. and were jailed and killed would say, I'm proud of that and this is why we did it. This is where we hoped we would be in 2024. If a white man called you the N-word... You would consider yourself ill-used and be ready to fight. Why? Why, Farouk? Why, Saeed? Mm, nah, do you perpetrate no, it? Wait, no. wait, wait. At what point do we set an example for the young ones? If leaders do not take responsibility, how do we ever eliminate the word and indeed the thought associated with it makes us second-class citizens deserving of being treated like the other? I don't believe that cop out that when we use it with each other, it's okay. Because we don't mean it in a racist way. It is part of maintaining the plantation mentality and dehumanizing others. The other aspect of this is that shows a level of immaturity and a lack of seriousness. Why are you still talking? Oh, that's fact. Because we are immature. <laughs> that you can put your work into question. It's time to co-sign that word to the dustbin of history. So if you want to have a funeral for this wait, word like if Oprah you, did? If you have the you? urge to use it, stop and ask yourself. Why? Why is that the correct word? Does it uplift someone or denigrate them? Or are you just trying to build to a, appeal to a certain segment? And for what reason? Well, Come on, brother you know, Ronald. The, he said have some class. I'm sorry, Mr. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Ronald said have some class. Here's the thing. What I'm not going to do is I'm not going to sit here He's not talking it. to you, and don't talk to Mr. Jackson like that. I think it would be very interesting. Oh, wow. I think it would be very interesting to actually have that conversation like have with a, older. Have a Zoom with Mr. Jackson? No, with <laughs> older civil rights icons, because I remember we brought Angela, not we, but like Angela Davis was at a event here in Pittsburgh. Yes. And one of the people were like in a mini dress. And you could just see, like, just like, huh? And I feel like sometimes it's interesting to get like some of our elders in a room and be like, "Is this what you fought for? Right? Or is this what you thought?" And it's, I think it's very honest because, like, I believe as black people, we can say "nigga." I believe, you know, we how we colloquially talk is always going to be scrutinized because there's always a fear that something that we say or do is going to be weaponized to justify our dehumanization. I. I wrestle with like how much you you be your authentic self in public, but at right. the end of the day, I think you just gotta be yourself. I'm, yep, people I'm have 
their own conversations, their own words that they use to talk, you know, about other people. I've white people talk about other white people horribly. Absolutely. And so I, you know, we say the N word, we do try to like reduce it when we're on free speech so that like, you know, we don't get I don't no try. buzz. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to be me. I'm going to be me. Yeah. You know, she, our former colleagues yes. told him he was too light to say the word, and I said, "Oh, so Farouk, <laughs> yeah, you obviously have smoke." Well, I mean, to be fair, Mr. Like, Mr. Jackson, I, I don't, I don't want to use this platform that, to to address another black person like that. Yes, but what I will say is, shut the fuck up. Nigga. <laughs> don't call it. Whoa, no, no, yo, no, Mr. No, Jackson no. gonna come through the door one he day with a switchblade. Listen, no, I mean, he's swing on you with his cane. Like, respectability politics him. arguments. It's no. not respectability politics. He's saying he has a problem with the word. But you don't got to use it to talk but, if but, you know but, he don't but, like but it. But miracle, you say this is how I talk. This yes. is my vernacular. Yes. This is how I but don't, communicate. But don't, don't find generation. your way to my show and tell me how to talk it's, on my show. Like if you don't like it, don't watch. Oh wow. But this is the thing. This is well, my watch piece. for me. You can edit. Yes. Get get some of your friends to edit them out, and then you can watch for me, Mister Jackson. This is my. I try not to say it on in public. This is this is my but issue. I, off the record, I'd be like, these ends are crazy. And and and, and this is my issue with Mister Jackson. Right, this is my issue. Right, he wrote a nice letter. He said, "You seventy years old." He wrote a right. Bill Cosby essay. That's what he did. Definitely. You try to chastise us Definitely. and sit us down. Nobody trying to hear right. that shit. And, and again, it's 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 kind of similar to what we talked about, Tim. Yes, you've been watching this show. Right. right. You've watched us talk time and time again. And that's what stuck out to you was about, the uses of the N-word. About, wait, wait. Time and time again, example after example of systemic racist policies, acts that have that have, that are that are harming our community, us, you know, us harming him, you know what I'm saying? As a 70-year-old black man, you see the current condition of our community, which we show you every week, right? Videos, articles. Almost 200 weeks now. <coughs> and <coughs> See, Mr. Jackson. Damn, the spirit of Mr. Jackson. <laughs> it's like it's like when on the boondocks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When like Stink Miner Stink yeah. came into me. But again, it's like <laughs> Back to my point, Mr. Jackson. Like, to me, like I think you would be better off doing serving your time, attempting to use your intellect as a and, and your experience as a seven year old black man to to work to dismantle the white supremacist structure that you and your generation left in place for our generation Woo, to fend come and on. defend ourselves from. Right, you know your generation wanted didn't your generation didn't want separation. You wanted integration. That's it. You wanted to taste that bland raisin filled food, right? You fought to it, right? You and now, and what we experienced when we came into these white areas, right? And these white places with straight racism. And the way we protected ourselves was to say, we're going to be authentically us, right? Hip-hop came out of that struggle of poverty. Come on, like, of, yo. Of, of, of economic insecurity Man, in the Bronx, New York, right? Let's go. That gave us a voice to speak truth to power. And one of the main people that was against hip-hop, which is now the number one genre in the country, which has created hundreds of thousands of black multimillionaires, was old Brothers, <laughs> like you, Mr. Jackson. Absolutely, like your and idea. So, of- yes. So I would say this, Mr. Jackson. You should be happy that you turned on free speech TV and you've seen some illustrious niggas no. doing <laughs> some illustrious niggas shit. But you saw a group of younger black people talking about the issues, discussing it in an intellectual way. You know what I'm saying? Doing the work that we're doing. If you Google One Hood and you look at the work that we do every day in Pittsburgh, specifically for our community to make Pittsburgh a, ble- a better place, a safer place. Mr. Jackson, the first thing you should have did is went to onehood.org and gave us some type of donation for the work that we do in our community. That's the first thing that you do. So do we, we uplift people every day, Mr. Jackson. And you know what? We do it not by writing emails, but by going into our community, speaking to people that was left behind by your generation, Mr. Jackson, and doing the real work every day. So I would invite you to join us in the work, right? 
Right. When you see, don't don't be critical of because if you join us in the work, if you said, hey, man, I like what y'all young people are doing. You know, what I'm saying, you know, give me a call at the time. And you became friends with us and a mentor to us. And then you gave us some advice like this. We respect it. But if this is the first time you decide to communicate with us and it's all on critique about one word that we're using, not about all of the information that we're giving our community to prove the existence of white supremacy then to me, Mr. Jackson, you are being a tool of white supremacy, the very white supremacy that we are fighting every day. If I may read an excerpt. Before uh, before you start, I think also. I'm tired of you interrupting yeah. me. No, so, no, I just I want to lead into what you're about okay. to say. I think before you start, there is this conversation that a lot of elders do have a problem with when we say the N-word. And I would argue that it is also imperative to talk to sit there and your discomfort and think about what do you hear when we say it and who taught you to sit there and feel pain or anger or anguish when you hear it and Mm -hmm. and compare it to the violence that a white person says when they say it and also think about what it goes to to reclaim something to laugh and, and to use a word that you know can no longer have the power to hurt and harm and disparage your community there is a conversation that we do have about what words we need to keep and how we need to move on from certain memories that are in our dna and so while i hear you mr jackson i would also encourage you and be and we have these conversations here we have these conversations with our partners because there are other people who feel the same way you do the same thing we say to them and we're saying to you is we show up who we are we show up with our language with our colloquialism with our slang and if this show is not for you and this we as people are not for you that is okay but we also want you to take a moment and think about what is it about that language and that word and the words that we are using that doesn't sit with you? And what does it also mean when words that we use are used against us, whether it's with the rap act, with not passing the rap act or the RICO act or these gang enhancements? How are our words still policed and weaponized against us By you. and used to build incarceration, used to justify who and it? Is, is not worthy of support and respect and how we are able to build within our community intercommunally to say, you know what, you use words that I don't like, but I still see you as a person. I still see you as my black brother, my black friend. Yes. And I'm assuming you wrote this email out of love, respect and adoration for a fellow black person. We hope so. And so that is what, that's how I'm engaging you in this asking you um, even at 70 i'm pretty sure you you have a lived a long life you saw a lot of things but just to take a second and just consider a different side and thank you for watching and for caring to write to us mr saeed i hope that when people from this generation speak about the importance of the n-word and whether or not we should say it are you including lgbtqia considerations for those black lives that deserve to be protected? Or is that not part of your original civil rights doctrine? That's the question I would like to ask. Mm. And then secondly, I would like to read an excerpt from a poem. Niggas in charge. (laughs) Niggas at large. (laughs) Niggas being great because that's just who we are. (laughs) Niggas online. Niggas living fine. Ain't nothing more incredible than what's this in his next month. <laughs> he can't even get through it. This was Farouk's 2024 vision poem from his exercise. Did you want to finish? No, it was. Yeah, it was that, that was it. I just that was read it. an excerpt, yeah. Well, I have a book that I think is perfect for you, Mr. Jackson. It's a book called I Refuse to Condemn. <laughs> Resist. Racism in Times of National Security is edited by Asim Qureshi. I refuse to condemn. Um, and so, yes, this is something maybe that you can, you know, because it's all, you know, it's always like we, we, you know, oh, they're doing it wrong. They're doing this. They're doing that. You know what I'm saying? We resisting racism in these times, Mr. Jackson. Yeah. So with that being said, do we have any? I did want to say one thing. Yes. Another, another, so Mr. Jackson or just no, no, just in general. Yeah. Yes. Before, before we leave, rest in power 
Tim, Tim Beast Dorish, my brother, man. You're going to be missed. I love you, man. I'm glad that you're not in pain anymore. Thank you for every contribution that you made to my career, every contribution you made to One Hood. Yes. We appreciate you. We miss you. Absolutely, man. Rest in power, my brother. Miracle, you have any final words? It is the 23rd of January. It is the 23rd of January. Make sure you are registered to vote. Yes. I know. I know. Make sure you have taken the all-in for Allegheny County survey. Yes. If you are a resident of Allegheny County. Absolutely. And, you know, COVID is back. Well, it's always always been here. But just make sure you're taking care of yourself, drinking your water, being with your family. You know, there are still multiple genocides happening all over around the world. And to make sure you're just loving on the people that are in your community because you literally don't know what's happening the next day, the next week, and just take some time to just like love on people there tell your friends you love them yes. support them and you know just chill have some good time to yourself and right and one of those friends would be our brother trouble in ls who we uh want to get better soon um as well as my sister i want you to get well soon she's yeah, watching yeah, the show sure. all the time so with that being said we will see y'all next week and hopefully we see you too mr jackson peace one hood mr. Jackson. <laughs>